For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. In the final week of the 2021 NFL season is here. If you want to place a bet on the gridiron action, Ike, betonline.ag is the place to do it. Hey, 365, 24-7, whatever sport, whatever time, whatever day, make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. Head to the website or your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen. Joined, as always, by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran, of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, I wouldn't have it any other way. Week 18, final week of the NFL 2021 regular season. Steelers, Ravens, NFL's best rivalry. We are here. Both teams need a win to remain alive for their long shot postseason chances. But like I said, right off the top, I wouldn't have it any other way. Really excited for this Sunday's matchup. I know, right? Just a few scenarios for the Pittsburgh Steelers to get in the playoffs, but they got to take care of business, and that's beating the Baltimore Ravens, which they don't have trouble doing, Mark. You know, it's 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 it's, it's hard for a lot of teams to to stop Lamar and company and, and Hudley and company, a protege of Lamar, but at the same time, Pittsburgh, I'm not going to say they make it look easy, but it's not that hard for them to kind of shut it down. I think they have the formula, they have the recipe to slow Lamar down, not exactly shut him down, but to slow him down and always give themselves a chance against the Baltimore Ravens. And so we'll break this down. We're not sure if Jackson's going to play at full disclosure to our listeners and viewers. We are recording this on Wednesday. It will be out on Friday morning. So we're not certain about Lamar Jackson's status with his ankle. We'll talk about that. But first, let me paint the playoff picture for both teams. So, For the Steelers to remain alive for the playoffs, they need the following to happen. Obviously, they need to beat the Ravens in Week 18. They also need the Jaguars to beat the Colts. We're going to have a full breakdown of that game between the two AFC teams. And then also, they need to make sure that there's not a tie between the Chargers and the Raiders. If those three things happen, the Pittsburgh Steelers are in the playoffs. So still an uphill battle, Ike, but it's not impossible. And it first starts with the Steelers taking care of the Ravens on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, anything is possible. Anything can happen. So it's all they, they have a chance, but the only way they will have that chance is them taking care of business and beating the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I'm with you there, Ike. And I'll say this, and we've stated this here on this show on the Believe in Steelers podcast. Even if the Steelers get into the playoffs, I don't anticipate that they would do much once they're there. But at this point, the difference between getting a slightly better draft pick and making the playoffs, Big Ben's last run, 
Might as well make the postseason and try to see what can happen. So I know I know we don't expect much from this Pittsburgh team, even if they do sneak in with that final seven seed. But at this point, it's like I, I'd rather get in than not, considering your draft pick's not going to be all that much better. Yeah, I, I, right now I don't think they're worrying about draft picks. I think they're worrying about the Baltimore Ravens. Um, for the front office with Kevin Coburn and company, you know, they worried about the draft picks. They weren't they weren't about the slots right now. But Coach T and that coaching staff, uh, I guarantee you, man, he's worrying about a game plan that can put the Pittsburgh Steelers in the best situation time, time come Sunday to play the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, and so let's go back to December the 5th when the first time these two teams played this season. Steelers won 20-19, and head coach John Harbaugh went for the win on a two-point conversion. Lamar Jackson led the Ravens to a touchdown with 12 seconds left. But remember, it was that two-point conversion attempt where Jackson threw it just beyond the reach of tight end Mark Andrews, and it was T.J. Watt who caused just enough of a disruption to force the incompletion. The Ravens failed to convert the two-point conversion, and the Steelers won in the two teams' first matchup. Yeah, I think the Ravens went back-to-back with them kind of situations. Not even back-to-back, but I think they lost – Two games, two games like that, trying to go for uh, the two at the end of the game. So I think he lost two games with two points, by two points, doing the same situation. So John Harbaugh, man, one thing I like about Coach, man, Coach is all in when it comes down to his quarterbacks and his team. He he gives them a long leash. They have so much confidence. He has so much confidence in them fellas. So when I, when I, see, when I see them certain situations, when I saw Coach Harbaugh last year, and he asked Lamar if he wanted to go for it. And Lamar said, hell yeah. I'm like, man, look at that relationship. Look at that bond. Because, you know, the coach can always trump you. But the fact that a coach has that kind of trust and he loves his players, and you can tell us for most of the part, especially in crucial situations, them guys play for coach. They play for coach. And they love playing for coach. So um, coach kind of reminds me of a Bill Belichick but two years earlier. Um, and we talked about this. And it's just giving kudos to Coach Harbaugh and Coach Belichick. You know, you got to change sometimes. You got to evolve. And I'm talking about with your personality and everything else. So I've seen Coach Belichick not smile a lot of times. About 20 years, he hasn't smiled on that sideline until, you know, that that Lombardi trophy was was held up high. But, you know, with mac and cheese and, 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 and the Patriots, and I really do and I really feel the reason why he's changed a little bit because his son is on that staff and his son has the at-home conversations with his dad. And was like, Dad, you got to loosen up a little bit, man. These kids want to see you how you are with me. You know what I'm saying? They want to see that part of dad. So, And he's lightening up, and he's enjoying football more, and they're enjoying Coach uh, Belichick more. The same thing with Coach with Coach Harbaugh. You know, he was kind of strict. He was stern, just listening and talking to guys who used to play for him earlier. And he said, man, Co- Coach is cool, but he's a handful. But now you can just see he's kind of evolving. The guys like playing for him, and he gives he gives the guys a lot of leeway if they just do what he's saying. They consistent on doing it. So kudos to both of them coaches. I just had to get that off my chest because looking at it from afar, that's what I saw. Or that's, that's what. Yeah, the thing that surprises me coming into this game, Ike, is that the Ravens are five and a half point favorites, despite right. losing five consecutive games. Now, a large part of this is due to injury because Lamar Jackson's been out, but all of the running backs have been out. All of the DBs for the Baltimore Ravens have also been out. 
So I like the way that Tyler Huntley has filled in. And remember, during this five-game losing streak, Huntley missed a game because he had COVID-19 as well. Insert Josh Johnson. And so this Ravens team has been on a bit of a tailspin. But if you look at all of the injuries that this team has had this season, I would anticipate in 2022 that the Ravens are going to come back with a vengeance because they'll be able to stay much healthier than they've been this season. Kind of like it reminds me of what happened to the 49ers Ike a year ago, where it was like this was a team that was a contender in the playoffs in the conversation for among the NFL's best teams and injuries just completely have devastated the Ravens. And and to me, that's really been the reason why they've been on this five game losing streak. A five-game losing streak and a five-and-a-half-point favorite, something doesn't add up there in my eyes, Ike. No, it don't. But, man, you still got to give them boys props and credits. I'm, I'm talking about before the season even started, they didn't lost four starters. Then during do do the season, like the first four games, they lost another, like, seven starters. So they lost – I'm sorry, another, like, three starters. So it's like seven total. Seven total. I'm talking about starters. I'm talking about all. some of them are all pro kind of guys. You know, some of them are – Pro Bowl kind of guys, especially on that defense with two corners in Humphreys and Peters. So when you just look at that, man, and you got guys stepping in, you got guys uh, getting reps and understanding what it is to be a professional and, and, and be a starter in the NFL, it's just like them boys never waver, but then it catches up with you. You know, and, and two of those games, you can blame two of those games just off of the decision making on going for two instead of kicking for the field goal. So if, if yeah, they lost five in a row. But at the same time, if I were to take two of them, I think two of them could have been an easy win. It's just a decision make, making Coach Harbaugh had wanted to do for his team on them two-point conversions. But, man, long, as long as you got that that guy named Justin Tucker who be kicking that thing some yards, you got a chance. <laughs> yeah, I think that they should force Justin Tucker to have to kick with his left foot because he's just too good with his right, Ike. It's the automatic, man. Yeah. And we love Chris Boswell. We love him. But at the same time, it's like you look across the division and Tucker every year at slightly better numbers, broke the record this season with a 66-yard field goal that won the game for the Ravens against the Detroit Lions in the final seconds of that one. Let me paint a quick picture. The Ravens are not out of the playoffs yet either. They face an even more of an uphill battle than the Steelers do. So obviously the Ravens would need to beat the Steelers in week 18 since the Browns already lost to the Steelers in week 17. That is, that is taken care of. The Ravens also would need the Colts to lose to the Jaguars, which we'll talk about here in just a few minutes. The Dolphins would need to lose to the Patriots or tie the Patriots. And then the Chargers would need to lose for the, to the Raiders as well. So like I said, more needs to happen for the Ravens to get into the playoffs than the Steelers. Obviously, they both need to win in Week 18. Yeah, all, all that is possible, though. Every scenario on yeah. both sides, whether it's the Pittsburgh Steelers or whether it's the Ravens, both sides is possible if you look at them scenarios. So, I mean, Jacksonville always like, how the hell you lose to Jacksonville? They always got them <laughs> you know, coming up. And this could be one, you know. So, time will tell. But it's, it's old saying, any given Sunday. And we've seen that movie. So yes, yes. Any given Sunday. So time will tell. Let, we'll go to Colton Jackson in just a second. Ike, I want to get to keys to Steelers and Ravens before we move on, though. In my eyes, it's as simple as this. 
does Jackson play? Obviously, that's the biggest question looming over this game. If it is Huntley, still a very good quarterback. No one is Lamar Jackson, still a very good quarterback. But how do you slow down tight end Mark Andrews, who's been terrific over his last four games? He's yeah. really been the only member of this Ravens offense who's been productive in Jackson's absence. But Andrews is averaging 116 yards receiving in his last four games. Slowing him down is going to be key. And you can't let the running game going. You can't let the other skill position players get going either. The rest have struggled without Jackson. But Andrews has been a constant for this Ravens offense. He's the player I would key on from a defensive standpoint for the Steelers. Yo, my, my, my two keys for the Pittsburgh Steelers is, one, no turnovers. They cannot have any turnovers. Two, you're right, stop Andrews, because he's been something to deal with going into these last four games. You're talking about somebody who is all broke. He's he's a Travis Kelsey. He's a Kerry Kittles. He's you got to put him. You got to put him in those situations because quietly, and the only reason why he's not mentioned enough publicly is because of the record and because they have lost five straight games. But other than that, he's been just as good. He's been more consistent. I'm sorry, he has been more consistent than those two I just named between Kittles and Travis Kelsey. He's just he's just on a losing team right now who's been in the slump. But you want to talk about Mister Consistent? Mark Andrews has been hell for every defense he went against. I love the old school reference. I believe he met George Kittle for the 49ers. Kerry Kittle's the old school guard for the Nets way back in the day. Hey, I did it last show too, Ike. We're both getting old. I just got done talking about him, man. We used to play basketball together in New Orleans. He's from New Orleans. So we used to play basketball at at a gym called Tremaine downtown. So he was like one of my favorite guys with the high white socks. But yeah, George Kittle. Not Kerry Kittles, my bad. I'm glad. I get, a, I'm no, I, I get him confused all the time. I got Michael Sam and Michael Strahan confused last show, Ike. So I, I got you. This is why I'm here. Appreciate you. Mike Tomlin's 15-year run too, Ike. No losing seasons. The Steelers, 18 straight non-losing seasons. The next closest team, Ike, the Kansas City Chiefs, with nine consecutive nine losing non-losing seasons. So... Steelers have had quite a run under Coach T. I wanted to mention that, too. I know we talked a lot about Big Ben and Najee Harris's heroics and TJ Watt's heroics on our last show, but Mike Tomlin's been the epitome of consistency for the Steelers. I do think the Steelers still need to make a lot of changes in the offseason. I don't think that this is a Super Bowl team, but considering the level of talent, considering what he has, I think any I think any fan base would take what Mike Tomlin has done in his tenure with the Steelers. It starts from the top down. And to continue that streak, the Steelers are going to need to make a lot of changes this offseason. But Mike Tomlin, Ben Roethlisberger, they've been two consistent pieces of that puzzle. As you know, you try to make the postseason, Ike, but like you always said, how you're measured in this league, whether you can hoist the Lombardi trophy at the end of the season. So I, I want to clear that up for any listeners or viewers. There's been some people in our YouTube comments saying like, Oh, you guys are talking out of two sides of your mouth. And it's like, look, we can enjoy Big Ben's final win at Heinz Field. We can enjoy it a hard-fought victory. We can hope for the best and hope the Steelers make the playoffs. But I am going to be real in terms of seeing the force between the trees in terms of what you're actually after. But I got to give credit where credit is due. If your highest draft pick is the 10th overall pick with Devin Bush a few years ago, it's like if you keep taking 
food out of your fridge or out of your pantry, eventually it's going to be bare and you got to restock. Eventually, the Steelers are going to need to restock, replenish through free agency, through the draft. And that's not to take away credit from what the Steelers have accomplished and what they did in week 17. Rant over. I had to say it, but some people are questioning us in our YouTube comments. I hope that clarifies what we mean. Yeah, Coach T, man, 15 years without a losing season, <laughs> man, that that's hard. You know, so that's, that's big kudos to Coach T and how he's running his coaching staff and how he's keeping his guys motivated, not only motivated, but keeping them, keeping their mind right throughout the course of the year and the game. Cause you know, you have injuries, you, you know, you know, you have turnovers, you know, you have adversity, you know, you have situations, not only on the football field, but off the field, stuff onto it. He couldn't, he couldn't make it this year because he's battling some, some personal issues with his brother. Kudos to Coach T. Then you have a Devin Bush, got to make an executive decision on what you want to do with Devin Bush as far as like getting him back to his health. Kudos to Coach T. Then you have Big Ben and what's going on in his situation as far as like, do I take the leash all the way off of him? I know this might be his final year. Kudos to Coach T. Then you got a Joe Hayden. You got a Joe Hayden, man. He's been down bad. He's been in and out the lineup because of injuries. Kudos to Coach T. Then you got an offensive line, a young offensive line who's finally coming around. You know, that's kudos to Coach T. So, Coach T, man, this is a lot of stuff Coach T has to deal with. Then you got the Chase Claypool incident going into Minnesota. They almost came back. I mean, kudos to Coach T, but kudos to Coach T on what he said on when he stated after the fact. We always in the rush to say Chase Claypool and Blase, Blase, Chase Claypool lost 17, 30 seconds. On the, on, the, on the clock, and that's why the Pittsburgh Steelers probably probably lost that game. They could have had some more time. But Coach T, man, his 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 post-game, not even press conference, when he came back on that Tuesday, he stated, you know, this this is bigger than football for me. Yeah, I'm an X and O guy, and yeah, my resume is good, but I'm here to groom young men. And young, some young men going some young men going to grow faster than others, but this is why I'm here. I'm here, I'm here for these young men to talk to. I'm here for a shoulder to lean on. I'm here for bad situations. We're going to rejoice in good situations. But this is why I'm here. You know, the coaching football is natural for me. This is I can do this in my sleep. But this off-the-field stuff and these situations on the field, this is why I'm here. So Coach T, man, he's just different, man. He, uh, he exactly with my cigars, man. He's one of a kind. He's a one of a kind coach. He's a one of a kind guy. And them guys don't come around too often as well. I think about the first season we did the show in the 2019 season, Ike, when the Steelers were forced to start an undrafted rookie, Devlin Duck Hodges, who's no longer in the NFL. Duck Hodges, love him, but he doesn't even start for a CFL team. And still to go 500 with your back against the wall with an even younger roster than they have now, says all you need to know, Ike. Says Man, you all put- you need to know. 500 with your four-string quarterback. Duck was Duck was on the practice squad and they yep. moved the four-string the four-string quarterback and you can go 500. That says a lot. That says a lot, bro. Yeah, because remember Josh Dobbs had gotten traded to the Jaguars. Dobbs now back on the Steelers. Ike, let's go to Colts and Jaguars because we could continue to reminisce for the rest of the day. 
Steelers. Steelers fans, we are we are Jaguars. We are Jacksonville Jaguars fans this weekend. Jaguars at this time are 16-point underdogs, but like you said, Ike, any given Sundays. Now, Colts need either a win or a tie to make the postseason, and to me, it's as simple as this. The Jaguars' worst record in the NFL at 2-14. and 14. Can you stop Jonathan Taylor on the ground? I would expect him to get a heavy load of carries in Week 18 of the season because the Colts also need this game. But the Jaguars did keep it close in week 10, losing 23 to 17. So I, I, I'm hoping against hope. I've got my fingers crossed. You know, I'll do a rain dance, whatever we need for a Jaguars upset. I'm a Trevor Lawrence fan this weekend. This game's going to be going on at one o'clock Eastern time on Sunday, simultaneously with Ravens and Steelers. So I'm going to be doing some scoreboard watching and watching both games at the same time on Sunday. I can't wait. I just hope the Jaguars can give the Colts a fight on Sunday afternoon. Man, hell with the fight. I'm looking for this three and 14 record. The Jacksonville- <laughs> <laughs> I hope the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I, I, I guess this is what they said going into the locker room. Man, let's close this season out with the W and let's transfer that thing and carry that thing on to the 2022 season. So, yeah, I'm looking for this 3-13 and record, man. They ain't even tripping. They got this for me. <laughs> I, I love how confident you are. What, what, is, what prompts this confidence? Because, look, I know that the Jaguars kept it close in Week 10. Jacksonville's coming off a 50-10 to 10 loss to New England, and the Jags have lost eight consecutive games. What is your reason for optimism? Ike, I, share some of your Kool-Aid with me because I need it right now. Because I'm looking at the Colts, and, yeah, they need it, but it's a, it's a lazy, yeah, we need this win. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's not a Pittsburgh still or Baltimore Ravens. Like, we really need this win. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, we can get in the postseason, but – for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Jacksonville Jaguars, it's like, this is a must win. This really ain't a must win for the Colts. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, and I'm looking at how Jacksonville played them last time. They, they played them fairly well. So I think they know what to do this time around, the second time around, going into Indy and playing the Colts. But at the same time, man, I just got faith. Jacksonville always pull, pull out some BS, man. And, and the BS in a good way. They always pulling out some BS. So they'll be the real good team. They'll get slaughtered by the New England Patriots 50 10, but they'll wind up beating the Indiana, Indianapolis Colts. So that's what I'm going with, man. I'm just going with my guns. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and give y'all a shout out right now. Jacksonville, man, I appreciate y'all for beating the Colts, man. And I appreciate that 3 and 14 record as well. <laughs> the reason I'm laughing is because I know your own personal playing experience against the Jaguars when you were a member of the Steelers. So that's what I'm laughing about. I, I think you're getting a little bit of, I think you're getting a little nostalgic on today's show. It's all good, man. They say you gotta, they say you gotta talk that thing to existence. So that's exactly what I'm doing, Mark. Okay. So you're pre- just for the record, you are predicting that the Jaguars will win. Manifest. Every time I talk to a young woman, she was like, you got to manifest. Like, you got to manifest. You got to manifest. You got to manifest. So I'm manifesting. Mark, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I think the Colts take care of business, especially because a few weeks ago we were talking about, is Jonathan Taylor an MVP candidate? At this point, doesn't have the rushing total, and the Colts are just going to squeak into the playoffs. I don't see it. I do think the Colts will take care of business. I'll say this, though. 
And you say how Jacksonville can pull, you know, a rabbit out of their hat if they will. They are playing at home. It's a weird place to play this late in the season where, you know, other parts of the country, there's snow on the ground too. And it's like, oh, you know, it's 70 degrees today here in Florida. This is kind of weird. So the stage is set, Ike. And like you said, any given Sunday, as soon as you said that, I thought back to the conversation we had many moons ago earlier in 2021 with Agent Lee Steinberg, who was involved with the movie Any Given Sunday. So encourage any of our listeners and viewers to go back and listen to that conversation. Any Given Sunday, Ike, and man, that Jaguars, if they do go 3-14, and 14, how glorious it's going to be for the Steelers. Gotta manifest it, baby. Mark, you have to manifest all right, Ike, we will, I, I, I think the Colts will take care of business, but we'll see it. But we've got several other Week 18 matchups to preview. And I'll start with Charter, Chargers at Raiders. And Ike, this to me was fascinating because in the unlikely scenario that these two teams tie, they would both be guaranteed a playoff berth. Now, Chargers head coach Brandon Staley has shut down this notion that the two teams would intentionally tie. But, like, if I would try to come to some sort of agreement, like, or could you imagine if this actually happens, what the league will do? I'm hoping against hope the odds of the two teams ending in a tie are are pretty much zero. But the Chargers go in as a three-point favorite. Brandon Staley has said he's not going to do that. But I I hope that this game ends in a tie. Look, and I'm saying this, if the Steelers can't get into the playoffs – I hope this this game ends in a tie just to see what would happen. It would be a very, very bizarre scenario. So if, if it ties, both of them are in the playoffs, the Raiders and the Chargers? Yes. Yeah, so, but I don't know how the heck that they would even, like so if they what, would just have a one-game playoff, I don't know what the league would do. I really don't. Scenario? Or they just need to tie and both of them would have a playoff berth? If they both tie, they're both guaranteed a playoff berth in a tie scenario. Now, how that would impact the seedings and the standings and which team plays who, that, I'll be honest with you, like full disclosure, full caveat to our listeners to viewers, I I don't know what would happen in that scenario, but both have a playoff berth. I'm just guessing the shootout. So they would have to play again. Them two teams would have to play again and see who actually get in the playoffs. That's just my, that's just how, that's that's what I think. Mm. So for from from that perspective, hell no, nah, I don't want tie. I definitely don't want tie. I'm trying I'm trying to win this ball game because if we tie, we're gonna get a we're gonna wind up getting a, a playoff berth, and I would call that a shootout. They would call that like a small wild card to actually get in the playoffs. So yeah, it's like I'm looking from the outside in. Hey, how y'all doing? I got an invitation. So I got an invitation to the party. But it was on the wrong day. Y'all gave it to me the wrong year. Sorry. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. I gotta. I gotta win. I gotta win this ball game. That's a, that's a yeah. good question. We gotta see what the scenario. If they do tie, what the scenario would be on how two teams? Because that would, that would throw it off, right? Well, that and then you also you obviously have playoff games that are already scheduled. The Super Bowl is already scheduled, so they're not gonna like reconfigure the entire playoff format. Again, the unlikely scenario that this happens, and the Steelers need this game to finish with the result and not a tie. So Steelers right. fans, you're you're hoping for a result in this game and not a tie. But if the Steelers are eliminated from the playoffs, I'm all for chaos, Ike. And so I would just like to see what the league would decide. 
and then how that would impact the rest of the playoffs. But I, I like your analogy of saying, hey, come to Jay Gatsby's party, but oh, whoops, I, I got the wrong date on my invitation. I love that, Ike. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Yeah, actually, I got the Chargers winning that game by three to, to, to go ahead and give my pick. But if it was a tie, that would be very interesting to see what the league would do, Mark. Yeah, I'll take Justin Herbert over Derek Carr. I know the Chargers are on the road. Right. The Chargers at their peak have a higher ceiling than the Raiders do, in my opinion. So I'll take the Chargers if they're playing up to snuff to take care of business on the road. I'm with you there, Ike. Uh, a few other AFC matchups, Ike. Chiefs at Broncos. Chiefs have a chance to earn the number one seed in the AFC. Can't afford to lose to Denver if they want that chance. I don't think that they will. Ten-point favorite, we'll see. Um, but I think the Chiefs take care of business. At the very least, you could throw the Chiefs in a – take the Chiefs' money line and throw them into a parlay. I think they take care of business in Denver on the road. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you, too. The Chiefs going – they still bitter. They got a sour taste in their mouth about losing – to the Cincinnati Bengals last week. So I think they're going to come in. They're going to handle their business against the Denver Broncos, who at the quarterback position have been very inconsistent since Teddy Coolwater hasn't been playing since he's been injured. So, yeah, I'm going to go on rock with the with the Kansas City Chiefs on this one. Okay, Jets at Bills. The Bills are a 17-point favorite, but the reason this game is important, Ike, is if the Bills win, they win the AFC East division. So – I'll go on and take the Bills, and you want to know what? Going back to that last game, I mentioned money line parlays. If you want to make easy money this weekend, take the Chiefs on the money line. Take the Bills on the money line. You're not going to get great odds, but that two-game money line parlay can put some coin in your pocket. Give me the Bills at home to win the division and take care of the Jets in Week 18. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bills as well, but I'm not going to take them by 17. I'll probably take them by Mm -hmm. nine. Um, I think the Jets have a lot of confidence on playing Tom Brady and company. The Bucks last week just playing them that tough, that tight. I think it boosted their morale. So, yeah, I'm not looking for the 17. I'll take it by nine, though, when it comes down to the points. I've got to mention one other thing, Ike, and then uh, a few NFC matchups because the NFC is a little bit more set than the AFC. The Tennessee Titans are expected to get Derrick Henry back at practice this week. Jogging around on in cleats in the practice. So I don't know if he'll play in the Titans-Texans matchup. That's a bit of a long shot. But if the Titans get back Derrick Henry, arrested Derrick Henry for the postseason, that opens up a whole can of worms. What an asset that would be for the Tennessee Titans to get their star running back back for the playoffs. Yeah, I don't. They, they're not going to rush it. I mean, they're going to be in the playoffs, but they don't need to get them back right now this week, even though if he is available. So they've been doing well without him. You know, it, it, and when they do play him, it's going to be in spurts. He's not going to get no 25 carries. I'm looking, you know, five to 10 carries just to see where he's at. If they ask him on the sideline how he, how he feels, then, you know, they'll, they'll give it a go. But at the same time, man, they got a stable full of backs. And just to add him back into the rotation is going to be something else. Just to have him on the field and people in his teammates just like, having them out there you know they kind of they the coach of the year really yes the co- yes the coach of the year because coach coach variable man when they lost him we we i've said it i said man this gonna be it's not gonna look good for the tennessee titans <laughs> and i lied because it's been looking very good since they lost their hero they always they fought they had 
they have been finding ways to win the ball game. And my number one concern was that secondary. And that secondary is not a concern for the Tennessee Titans. Them boys out there handling their business. And, you know, they just got a stable of running backs who have just that tough man. They have Coach Vable mentality. He's just a tough guy. He's a tough when it rains. He don't want nothing over his head. He got his headphones set on. He got his he got his towel tucked. He, he's a tough guy. If he could wear shorts in the rain, he'll wear shorts and flip-flops if the league at, let him. He, he's just one of them tough guys who don't – if it snows outside, he don't want to be covered up, man. He's just going to have like a light little hoodie on and a jacket. That's just him. He's a tough guy. He's a he's one of them guys where he tell the teams, hey, man, the cold that is, make sure we go sleepless to show them guys how tough we are. He's just he's just a tough guy. So when I look at his when I look at his offensive line and his running back stable, they're tough guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I I get why they're in a position. And I was dead wrong when I thought King Henry had, had fell down and he injured himself on the Tennessee Titans. I should have known better coming from a former Pittsburgh Steeler, Coach Vable, third-round draft pick. My bad, dog. <laughs> Ike, this is why you're the absolute best. I'm going to use a line you used to describe Coach T a few years ago for Coach Vable. You always would say, Coach T does more with less. I think that statement's applicable this year with what Mike Vrabel has done with this Tennessee Titans team. Whether he wins Coach of the Year or not, in my opinion, he is most deserving. We'll talk a little bit more after the Week 18 action, Ike, of awards and which player should win MVP, uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, all of that. But in my opinion, given all of the injuries, not to not just to Derrick Henry, but he hasn't had many of his offensive weapons in the A.J. Browns and the Blue Jones Brown. of, the Brown, of the world. So the, the job he's done, I, I will say this, he is a beneficiary of playing in a weaker division considering Colts are a fringe playoff team. They'll probably get in, but Texans are 4-12. and 12. Jaguars have a league-worst 2-14 and 14 record. So plays in a weaker division, that certainly helps, but you can't control who you play, and he's gotten the job done for Tennessee. Ike, I want to move to the NFC and just to paint a, a quick roadmap, we're only going to talk about uh, two scenarios. But before we do, Packers have won the NFC North title. They're the number one overall seed, meaning they'll get the first round by and home field advantage. The Cowboys won the NFC East division title. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have won the NFC South division title. Cardinals, Rams, and Eagles have are all already clinched a playoff berth now. The Cardinals can win the NFC West with a win and a Rams loss. The Rams can clinch the NFC West division title if they win or tie or if Arizona loses or ties. And then there's only one playoff spot left in the NFC, and that's going to be between the Saints and the 49ers. Now, the Saints get in if they win and the 49ers lose. The 49ers they win and they're in, or if New Orleans loses or ties as well. So only one slot at stake left in the playoffs between the Saints and the 49ers. Between the two teams, Ike, Saints and 49ers, who do you think gets in the playoffs? I want I want the 49ers to get in. The 40, the, the 49ers have the playoff. That they will be the scariest, scariest team in the NFC to play. Because their physicality, because they're they're the Tennessee Titans of the NFC. All they want to do is run the football, play action pass, play good defense. 
That's all I want to do. And there's nothing pretty about them. Everything is ugly. It's an ugly win. It's a tough win. It's when you go home after you get done playing the San Francisco 49ers, man, you got to soak in some Epsom salt. That's the kind of ball they've been playing throughout the course. <laughs> so that's and, and that's that's the kind of ball you need to play when it comes down to playoff football. So that's exactly who I want to see in there. I want to see the San Francisco 49ers going into the playoffs and making them guys have Epsom salt after the game because it was a tough game and they lost. I see what you're saying, Ike. Now the 49ers are going to be on the road playing the Los Angeles Rams in week 18. At the same time, the Saints are going to be on the road playing the Atlanta Falcons. So I think the Saints have a little bit easier of a path. Well, I I don't know, because the Saints not only need a win, they need a 49ers loss. But the 49ers, if they win, they're in. But beating the Rams on the road is going to be tough. But it's going to be a lot of fun to watch to see who gets that final playoff spot in the NFC. I am with you, though, too, not just with the style of play for the 49ers, uh, um, what I mean by this is the Saints get in the playoffs. I don't expect New Orleans to do much once they're there, just given the inconsistent quarterback play really ever since Jameis Winston went down. The 49ers get into the playoffs, even if they're the seven seed, that's a team no one wants to play come postseason time. So in terms of a team that could actually win a game in the playoffs, maybe make some noise, maybe go on a run, I think the 49ers would be a lot more prone to do that than the Saints. Yeah, I'm taking the 49ers all day. I don't think it's too – I don't think it's out of reach for the 49ers to beat the L.A. The LA Rams. Like, the L.A. Rams, they they kind of inconsistent as well. They start off slow. Uh, Matthew Stafford, it, it just depends on which one you get. You're going to get the good Matthew Stafford or you're going to get the bad Matthew Stafford. So, he's a he's a, he's a heck on Jack, Jack, Jack kind of guy anyway. So, Matthew Stafford, he's able to give you points by throwing interceptions and you can get turnovers off of him. So – Time will tell. Like I'm not too sold on Matthew Stafford as well. So it's Super Bowl the bus with the with the LA Rams and yes, sir. And, I, and I keep looking at this Jared Goff trade. Like, is it worth it? Because I do know Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl, even though they lost against the New England Patriots. They did go to a Super Bowl. So I don't. I, I, I'm now when you want to talk about arm talent and all that good stuff. Yes, Matthew Stafford mm. for sure. He's got one of the best arms, other than Aaron Rodgers. Got one of the best arms in the league, but. I mean, when you want to talk about decision making, I mean, if you is for sure, you, my personal opinion, I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl this year, next year, any other year, until Aaron Rodgers get out of that division. So, and and it's a tough slate when they playing Kyler Murray and company whenever Kyler Murray is healthy. So, man, time time will tell, and we and we shall see. But I'm not sold on Matthew Stafford. I know you can get a good one, or you can get a bad one. Hopefully, the good Matthew Stafford come out against the 49ers but i doubt it hey we'll take aaron Rodgers in pittsburgh and take him off the nfc's hands i will gladly <laughs> take that in pittsburgh now the rams get back cam Akers in week 18 player was played all season long and the rams have struggled to run the ball so i'm surprised you point to the quarterback position with stafford ike because this time of year and i know they're going to be playing at sofi so it won't matter in week 18 but in the playoffs when you've got to go into a Lambeau field and win on the road and there's snow on the ground, you've got, you're going up against a formidable home field advantage. I want to see what Cam Akers can do upon his return for the Rams. And that's something I need to see in week 18 before I can begin to forecast to say, 
Yes, the Rams are Super Bowl contenders or know that they're not. They need to get the running game going, Ike. And I think once that that happens, Stafford would look all that much better. OBJ has been a nice addition for the Rams as well. You're spot on, though, in saying the Rams are all in because the acquisition of OBJ, the acquisition of Von Miller, getting Cam Akers back, it's all or nothing if you're the Rams this season right now. Super Bowl or bust, those are the expectations if you're a Rams fan. I just don't see it. I don't I don't see it at all. I, I don't I, I don't see the Rams as being a Super Bowl contender. I just I I would pick the 49ers over the Rams to be a Super Bowl contender. Because the 49ers yeah. was a couple of games away from going to the Super Bowl as well. So I just know what you need to do in the postseason, and that's be very physical. And the Rams are not a physical team. They are their coach's personality. They're smart, finesse, a smoke and mirrors kind of team. And that's that's not a bad thing at all. It's just by the end of the day, you got to get in the ring. Mama, daddy, grandma, grandpa, auntie can't help you. Once, once they hit that bell twice, you got to get in the ring and you got to start swinging and make the best man win. So that's just what it is. Okay, so Ike, you got the 49ers getting into the postseason. Oh, man. I'll take the 49ers too because it's a win in your end scenario. And so it's like they can control their own destin- destiny. Whereas even if the Saints beat the Falcons, they still need the 49ers to lose. Give me the 49ers in a do or die situation with their back against the ball, pushed into the corner when they need to make it. I'm going to go with you here, Ike Taylor, based on your expertise. I'm going with Ike. If you want to place a bet on the action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. Ike, our final score prediction, Steelers and Ravens, NFL's best rivalry again. Ravens opened as a five-point favorite. That's uh, up to five and a half right now. What's your pick Sunday afternoon between the two AFC North rivals? I'm sorry, you was talking. 17-14 Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's go. I've got the Steelers winning 24, Ravens 23. I think it's going to be a nail biter yet again. I think it's going to come down to the wire yet again. I hope that it matters because, again, I'm going to be watching Jags and Colts on another screen too. So I hope that even if the Steelers win, it's like, okay, they win and they're in the playoffs versus if the Colts win and the Steelers win. If the Colts win, it doesn't matter. This game is irrelevant. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking still this man, of course. 17-14, Bozzi going to kick that game with a field goal with like four seconds left. Yeah, let's open up the conversation then too, I have to say Boswell deserves just as much credit as Justin Tucker. He's right there at the time of the Pro Bowl voting, and we said this on the show that Tucker had a little bit better numbers, but I, I, you're talking my turkey, Ike Taylor. I'm glad. Just slice it up for me. <laughs> I hear the absolute best. I will do. I will do. Slice up the turkey, get you a nice sandwich too. You're the absolute best. I want to thank the folks over at the Believe Podcast Network, our producers at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, and the Brinks TV crew. Also want to thank today's sponsor, betonline.ag. And I also want to thank the listeners and the viewers of the Believe and Steelers podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Man, major shout out to betonline.ag, Brinks TV. Um, believe in Steelers podcast for giving Mark and I the opportunity and the chance. Want to thank everybody for listening, tuning in, and viewing. Make sure y'all give us a five piece. That's five stars, because that's what we are. We're stars in the sky. 
keep tuning in, keep listening, man. Just want to appreciate appreciate everybody for supporting Mark, Mark and I on this Believe It Still is podcast. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Berg, and thank you for watching and listening. We will see you next week on the Believe It Steelers podcast following Steelers and Ravens. Until then, take care. Enjoy the Week 18 action. So long, everybody. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.